Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello world. Hello person listening. I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's okay. I hope also you're not binging while listening to this because I had a client that the day told me that sometimes she would binge while listening to my podcast episodes. And while I totally did that um, a while ago, like when I was binging, I would totally listen to audiobooks or a podcast while binging. And it's like, no, please stop doing that. So if you're binging, have some compassion for yourself right now, pause, slow it down, and then maybe go do something else. Slow it down. Just because you're into the binge doesn't mean you can't stop it here. You do have some control. Bring back your awareness and try to self-soothe yourself. Your try to self-regulate without that binging and take a moment to pause and breathe and calm down. But if you're not binging, you're just walking around. Cool. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Also, today is not the best day to record a podcast. Everyone in the world right now is doing construction around me. The lawn people are here. Um, I don't know what is going on, but today people are feeling productive and my brain is feeling completely the opposite of productive. My brain's like concepts, conversations. I don't know how to speak words, what, but I have it scheduled that I'm recording a podcast today. And lo and behold, I don't have time to record the podcast any other time. So it's gotta be now it's gotta be today. So we are here. (laughs) We're here for that podcast. We're doing it anyway. Um, Today, I want to talk about comparing yourself, particularly your diet to your partner. But as we know, usually if you're comparing yourself with your diet to your partner and how your partner's eating, usually you're probably comparing yourself to other things with them. But I want to talk about why it's important to stay in your own lane when it comes to food, the common things people do uh, when it comes to their eating and then comparing themselves to their partner's eating, and then also how it can damage your relationship when you're doing that nonstop. And how to think instead, how to stop doing that, how to kind of be mindful of that. So you don't drive yourself or your partner completely insane. Being in a relationship when you're struggling with bulimia or being in a relationship with any sort of eating disorder problems or disordered eating kind of uh, obsessions, whatever you want to call it, can really put a damper on your relationship particularly when you are trying to eat normally and your partner maybe has a different way of eating or eats really normally. Sometimes your partners can eat the way, like the picture perfect way of intuitive eating. Sometimes partners are just completely amazing like that. And they, they have no issues with food whatsoever. And they completely eat the star picture of what you think a normal eater should be. And even then that probably pisses you off because you're like, I wish they eat like me in some ways. I wish they weren't so perfect. Like how is it so easy for them. But then there's also the other side of sometimes a lot of my clients have partners where their partners actually have a lot of disordered eating problems too. Sometimes their partners are also bulimic or sometimes their partners just eat in a way that works for them, but it doesn't fit the standard of um, intuitive eating that you're trying to work towards, or it doesn't fit the standard of what you should be doing for bulimia recovery at the very least. Um, for example, my boyfriend, he is much better at going long periods of a time out of time without food 
and he's completely fine, doesn't seem to bother him, doesn't seem to care. And then he'll maybe have larger meals. And I used to try to do that. I used to try to be like, I should just be like him. It's totally fine. And then of course I would end up binging for him never developed a binge eating disorder, never. He's like, it's crazy the amount of eating disorders he's avoided based on his industries and the fitness industry, based on me, my whole job is about eating disorders and all the things I went through, but that's a story for another day. But the point is my partner not only would eat, you know, not eat for significant amounts of time, but then have maybe larger meals and be completely fine functioning that way. Um, and he also eats very slowly especially when I was struggling with binge eating, I would eat really quickly. I would want to eat lots of food and it would drive me crazy when he would eat slower because I'm like, please eat. So like I can feel better about myself or so that you don't start talking while I'm trying to eat and enjoy my food. I wanted him basically to binge with me. It was totally ludicrous. And then I would also compare myself to him and thinking that I'm eating more than him. I would beat myself up about that. I would totally eat more than him a lot of the times. And that stereotypical um, voice in the back of my mind was like, you're a girl, you're supposed to eat less. You're supposed to be smaller than him. Um, you're so disgusting. How could you be doing this? So if that's you, that's your mindset, please listen up. Um, the first thing I think it does is it trips you up. It makes you like you're going along. Maybe you're doing a really good job with food, but then instead of keeping your head in your own lane, instead of kind of focusing on what you're doing and what's working for you, you start to look at what your partner is doing instead. And what your partner's doing is not going to work for you for you because they're not recovering from an eating disorder. They're not struggling with bulimia or whatever they're doing. They're not you. They're not in the same position as you. They don't have the same needs as you. They don't have the same background as you. They have a lot of different stuff going on. I know that there can be overlap with your guys' needs, but at the end of the day, they're not you. But instead of staying in your own lane and remembering that, what you do is you start to peer over what they're doing. You're basically copying their test, right? You're copying their essay answer. And that, that never works out because you're copying the exact same thing they're doing. And you know, it's not genuine. You know, you're not learning from it. And you're actually kind of trying to put something in. You're trying to do things that's wrong for you. But then also it starts to make you overthink your own actions. It starts to make you feel like you're actually not doing a great job. It starts to make you think that question what you're doing, start complicating things, start switching things up before you've even gotten comfortable with what's going on for you. You need to really like the main episode, the main point of this episode, if you don't take anything else from this episode is to stay in your own lane. Stop comparing yourself to what your partner is eating. They are not you. They don't have the same nutritional needs and you're going to eat differently than them, especially if you're recovering from an eating disorder and they are not. Those are completely different eating habits. There are completely different needs going on. You shouldn't be eating the same as them. Most likely, if you're recovering from an eating disorder, you shouldn't be eating the same as them. I know that sometimes if you have a partner who is the perfect picture of health and intuitive eating, and you want to strive towards working towards how they eat, that's totally fine. But know that the way you eat when you're recovering an eating disorder will look different than that perfect picture of intuitive eating that your partner magically has. And if your partner is this crazy dieting orthorexic person who's obsessing over every single calorie, but you still love them and you still want to be with them, you have to draw the line and just agree to disagree that their diet is not right for you. It's not the same. 
So that's the biggest issue with it. That's the biggest problem with it is it kind of trips you up, makes you overthink things. It makes you feel like you're not doing the right thing, even though you're likely are doing the right thing for you. You got to stay within your own lane and figure out what works for you. That's how it is in most things in life. And it's especially true for diet. Secondly, a really damaging part of this is it starts making you project your own insecurities onto them. So like I said, in the beginning of this, when I was comparing myself to how my partner was eating, I started making it mean that, oh, I'm eating wrong. I'm bad. I'm fat. I'm disgusting. Whatever I wanted to call myself at the time. Um, I, I was so mean to myself. And then I would start projecting onto them in weird ways. Like I would really, I would try to encourage my partner to eat more. I remember sometimes if I wanted to eat food. I was hungry. He was not. I would literally start pressuring him and be like, do you want to eat something? Are you sure you're not hungry? And sometimes he would say, oh, I'll eat in a little bit. And I was like, oh, can I make something for you? And I'd start making his food for him and kind of put food in front of him. And he'd be like, I'm literally not hungry. Can you imagine if someone did that to you? You'd be so frustrated and rightfully so. I shouldn't have been pressuring him to eat and to make myself feel better when really he wasn't hungry. I should have just let him be. So that's kind of the problem with it. It creates tension and pressure in the relationship, makes the partner feel like they're doing something wrong when they're just trying to eat. You got to stay in your own lane. You got to stop comparing yourself. And then the other problem with this that goes outside of food is when you're comparing your their food to your food, you're also likely having that behavior in other areas of the relationship. So if you're comparing in one thing, you're likely comparing in others. And it's normal to compare and contrast in life. We do need to learn from other human beings. And it's helpful sometimes if you have no idea what some what to do in something to look at another person and look, oh, they're doing that. Maybe I should, maybe I should learn from that. But constantly comparing yourself in a relationship is not healthy because it's putting your relationship in a, not a team sport sort of situation. It's putting you in a, it's me versus you. How am I measuring up to you? How am I doing things better or worse than you? How do I compare to you? It really puts you in a point score system in a relationship. And that's how I viewed our relationship for years. And sometimes I still struggle with that. I have to get myself out of that mindset because when I do that, suddenly it becomes a competition between me and my boyfriend. And that really puts a ton of stress on the on the relationship. It puts tension. You you sometimes get mad at your partner for doing good things when really you should be uplifting them. And sometimes you can become resentful towards your partner when they have a healthy diet because you're struggling yourself. So comparing yourself is not only detrimental to your eating habits, but it's also detrimental for your relationship. It puts a lot of stress and strain in the relationship that's not needed. Really staying in your own lane and not comparing yourself is going to be very helpful. Now, a few thoughts to keep in mind when you're trying to do this is, remember, I wrote down a list of things and I actually wrote it in a reel I made on my Instagram. It's where I'm getting a lot of this from. So you can eat more than them. You can eat less than them. You can eat at different times than them. You can eat in different foods than them. You can eat different ways than they eat. You're never going to eat exactly the same as them. You're never going to need the exact same nutrition as them. Even if you guys weigh the same, you maybe have similar builds. I don't know. Maybe you do similar amounts of activity. You're probably never going to need the exact same nutrition and your body functions in different ways. I mean, when you just look at male versus female anatomy, we eat differently. Just like if you're comparing yourself, if you're a female and a male with a, in a relationship with a male, then you really shouldn't be comparing yourself to them. But even if you, you know, your um, same sex relationship, whatever you define yourself as, 
they're still a completely different person than you. And while they may have similar biology to you, they still have different needs than you. They have different DNA than you. They are different than you and they require differences and not just biological, but they have different mindsets, different ways in which they see the world and how you see the world, how you think about food, how you think about your diet actually impacts how um, you eat and, uh, you know, your partner maybe doesn't eat all day and is fine with just having two big meals, but they think about it differently than you. You view it as restriction and awful and you start to get way hyped up and you're also recovering from an eating disorder. Your partner is not doing all those things. They just think, oh, it's handy to save time, whatever, no big deal. And you're thinking, oh, I should react the same way as my partner does. No, you shouldn't because you have different philosophies on food. You have different ways of thinking. You have different chemistry different needs. So stop comparing yourself to them. And I know, um, I used to feel really insecure about this because I'm, I'm, you know, you guys know, I, I mention it frequently because I probably am still insecure about it sometimes, but, uh, I'm five ten. I'm a tall girl, bigger girl. I weigh a lot more than most girls, right? Most people, I weigh a lot more than them just by my height and width alone, but I'm actually taller than my partner and I weigh more than him. And so I used to feel so bad about that. I used to feel so guilty. I thought, you know, I'm supposed to be smaller. I'm supposed to eat less. So every time I noticed myself eating more than him, I felt so bad, but I finally have come to terms with the fact that it makes sense why I eat more than him. It makes sense. I'm literally a bigger person. It, it makes sense why I would require more nutrition. But even if you're not a bigger person, sometimes different metabolism, different energy requirements, um, people process food differently. So even if you're the exact same size as person, as someone, maybe your metabolism functions in a different way. Maybe you produce more heat than that other person. Maybe you are thinking more. Maybe your job is more mentally demanding. Maybe you're doing more physical activity than one person that creates more of an energy need and more calories. It depends on you. And you really, it's unfair to yourself to compare yourself to how you're eating, especially if you're recovering from an eating disorder, because they are not in the same boat as you. And they never will be in the same boat as you. You're on your one little ship alone on your own intuitive eating journey. So hopefully if you're having trouble with that and you notice yourself comparing yourself to your partner a lot while eating, please stop trying to do that. When you do it, be mindful of it. Don't beat yourself up over it. It's natural that if you're in the habit of doing it, you will keep on doing it. But what helped me is really starting to notice it and actually being fully aware that, oh, when I do this, this never leads to anything good. I need to actually stop this. And so I would kind of catch myself doing it and be like, wait, Let's just think about us. Let's just focus on us. Like he can do what he want once what's working for us is working. We don't have to eat like him. So keep trying to stay in that mindset. Keep trying to catch yourself. And eventually you will break that habit. I still sometimes go there, but I can really quickly bring myself out of it now. So it just takes practice and time, but hopefully this podcast has enlightened you on that subject and realizing how detrimental it may be uh, to your relationship and how it's affecting you and maybe other ways with food. Because if you're comparing yourself with food, you're probably comparing yourself with other things as well. Okay. I'm going to let you guys go. I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend and can take some time to just chill and relax. Never give up on yourself, my friend. Bye.